You are listening to an audio sermon from Harvest Bible Chapel, York Region. For more information, visit harvestyorkregion.ca. It's Good Friday. The day when wrath and mercy meet at the cross. It's Good Friday. The Lord's Supper is over. They have gone to the garden. Jesus has gone away and prayed, and his followers have fallen asleep. It's Good Friday. Judas has turned on him. Peter has denied him. The bogus trials that he has gone through are finished. It's Good Friday. The Lord Jesus Christ has been taken out and he has been beaten so that he could hardly stand. His back has been ripped open with leather and stones and it's Good Friday. A crown of thorns has put jammed down on his head. He's carried his cross as far as he could to the to the, um, to to the place where he would die. It's Good Friday. They nailed him. They put a sign above his head that said, King of the Jews. It's Good Friday. Where wrath and mercy meet at the cross. It's nine o'clock on Good Friday. They're driving the nails into the hands of my Savior. They're driving the nails into his feet. It's nine o'clock on Good Friday. And they take the cross and they put it up and he hangs and he's in pain and he's in agony and it's, it's Good Friday. Because wrath and mercy Meet at the cross. An hour later on Good Friday, they're casting lots for his clothes and they're insulting and they're mocking him. At 12 o'clock, he cries out, it is finished and Jesus is dead. It's Good Friday. Because on Good Friday, wrath and mercy meet at the cross. Well, our text today is a continuance in our study in Hebrews chapter 10, and uh, I'm going to read uh, some verses from there today. Hebrews 10, verses 8 through 14, it says, And when he had said, Above you have neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings, these are offered according to the law. Then he added, Behold, I have come to do your will. He does away with the first in order to establish the second, and by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sin. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool 
for his feet, for by a single offering he was perfected for all times those who were being sanctified. Father, it's Good Friday. As followers of Jesus Christ in this room, we are somewhat overwhelmed by the reality of what was going on on that day so that your wrath would be satisfied and your mercy could be poured out on us because Jesus Christ accomplished once for all. Stir in us, God. Break us of ourselves and our arrogance and our pride and who we think we are when we examine who Jesus Christ is and what he has done for us. Change us for your glory through your word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Why are we here? Why are we here? When he said above, you have neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings, these are offering according to the law. Then he added, behold, I have come to do your will. He does away with the first in order to establish, in order to establish the second. Sin separated us and there was nothing that we could possibly do about it. We couldn't fix the problem. We couldn't solve the problem. And why are we here? We're here today because Jesus was doing what only he could do. He would satisfy what God required. In 1 Peter 3.18 it says, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. He does away with the first. He finished what the law could not do. We've been talking about that in church and how the law could cover our sin, but it couldn't take away our sin. Why are we here? We're here because we were hopeless and there was nothing we could do about it. Why are we here? Because Christ was coming. He would die so that he could put away. He could finally put away the first, the law, in order to establish the second, which was the doing of God's will, which was the fulfillment of God's plan from before the creation of the world that God had now set in order, the place where we could be redeemed, where we could be made right. That's why we're here. Well, what did he do? We've been singing about it. We've been worshiping about it. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 10, it says, For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In Hebrews 10 and verse 10, it says, By that will we have been sanctified. By the Lord Jesus Christ coming, by the Lord Jesus Christ dying on the cross, we have been sanctified. We have been made holy because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Up until then, there was no, there was salvation under no other name. 
It's under the name of Jesus Christ that you must be saved. Everything would point towards him. Everything would point to who he was and what he did. Everything would demonstrate how sinful we are and yet how loving God is. And yet God's real, the reality that God would, would judge us for our sin. And it would be covered and fulfilled and finished in the Lord Jesus Christ. By that will we have been sanctified. And then the most amazing words, once for all. They're the most important words, I believe, in this entire passage, and some of the most important words in all of Scripture. What Jesus Christ came and did, he did once for all. The writer goes back even as he's uh, explaining it in the text and, and he makes them understand what has really been done, what has really been accomplished. In verse 11 and 12, he says, and every priest stands daily at his service offering repeatedly the same sacrifice which can never take away sin. So the priests over and over and over again, they're bringing the sacrifice, they're bringing the sacrifice, they're bringing the sacrifice, and it cannot take away their sin. It cannot take away the sin of the people. It cannot take away your sin. I love the picture that the writer gives us here. We have the priests doing the best they can, coming before God, doing what God had told them to do, but it isn't finished yet. It's not done once for all. says the priest stands. The priest stands. And then look at verse 12. But. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins. Look at the next words. Don't miss them. He sat down. He sat down. There is no more over and over and over and over again. There is no more, my, the, the sacrifices can cover, but they can't take away the sin. The priest every day had to get up and put his shoes on and go to the temple and he had to do his dues. He had to do all the things the law required and there he is over and over and over and over again. Jesus Christ hung on a cross. He died, he paid the price and he sat down because it's finished. Once for all. Once for all. I'm not going to offer the sacrifice over and over again. There's no need to sacrifice over and over again. Christ's sacrifice was enough once for all. For by a single offering, he has perfected for all time those who are being sacrificed. By a single sacrifice. No need for the repeat. For a single sacrifice. My sin in the past and my sin in the present and my sin in the future. See, they had to keep coming back because they would sin again and they had to have another sacrifice and they would sin again and they'd have to have another sacrifice and they would sin again. And another... Jesus Christ is sitting at the right hand of God making intercession on our behalf. Why? Because it was finished. He hung, he died, he paid the price once for all. Those amazing words on the cross. It is finished. It is finished. For those who are being sanctified, 
It is finished. That word sanctified means to be set apart, to be made holy. And you might think of yourself um, today and consider even some of the thoughts you've had or some of the things you did this morning and uh, not think of yourselves as being very holy or being very sanctified. But what Jesus Christ did is put on you. His righteousness because of his sacrifice is put on you. His holiness is put on you. And all of your sin, when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, all of it is put on him. In verses 17 and 18 of Hebrews 10, it says, and then he adds, ready? I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Awesome. I did it once for all. I remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. When God looks at me, when God looks at you through the finished work of Jesus Christ, I remember their sins no more. Does that give me license to do whatever I want? God forbid we would ever think like that. That should drive us to our knees in repentance and faith and hope and living for the glory of God. But I don't have to earn that. I don't deserve it. It was all done in the cross, in Jesus Christ. It was all accomplished on Good Friday when wrath and mercy met at the cross and it was accomplished. The work was finished. It was done once for all. It goes on and says in verse 18 where there is forgiveness of these There is no longer any offering for sin. When that forgiveness comes and when it is accomplished and all the offerings stop, but along with that, all of the guilt goes away because it's all been accomplished in my Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, if you're uh, sitting here today and you're a follower of Jesus Christ, You've put your faith in Jesus Christ alone for your salvation. The reality of the statement that Good Friday is where wrath and mercy meet at the cross is an overwhelming thought, but it's an awesome thought. It's a freeing thought. It's a hopeful thought. But if you're here today and you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, Somebody brought you. Maybe it's your first time. You saw the sign on the road. I don't know how you ended up in the room this morning at 8.30. But you're here. And you're hearing the claims of Jesus Christ. All that Jesus Christ came to do was to do the will of God. Which was to make the way to pay back the sin that separated us from God and left us with no hope. And the Lord Jesus Christ came and he died on a cross. He shed his blood, the blood of bulls and goats that we've been learning about in the church. It couldn't take away our sin. Only the right payment could. And Jesus was that right and righteous payment. And he said that there's no no other name under heaven by which you must be saved. The Lord Jesus Christ. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. 
It was my pride that kept me from accepting Christ until I did. And everybody in that room, that's true of us. It's like we think we're something. We think we bring something to the table. And it's not until we let it go and give it over and trust the Lord Jesus Christ for our salvation. You can't save yourself. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it. It's simple faith. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And that gift, that gift that we're learning about on Good Friday and on Easter Resurrection Sunday is all about what the Lord Jesus Christ did. You've never trusted Christ. I urge you, I beg you, believe and trust the Lord Jesus Christ today. Well, so what? So what? It's Good Friday. Jesus is dead. Today is a sad day. But Good Friday marks where wrath and mercy met at the cross. It's a sad day. But there's a great day that's coming. It's a day when we reflect on the fact that Jesus died for our sin. But we know that Sunday's coming. What Jesus Christ did on Good Friday was the payment and the receipt that he was and did everything he said he would do is coming on Sunday. Friday's a sad day. It's a dark day. But it's a good day. Because through the finished work of Jesus Christ, I have salvation in Christ alone.